Legacy Maker, the All Sports Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode one of the Inner Out Sports Debate Show. Let's get this thing started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode one of the Inner Out Sports Debate Show. I'm Drew Willingham, and along to my left is Rob Johnson. Rob, how are you doing today? I'm quite fine. Drew, how are you doing today? Hey, not too bad, my man. We've got five topics to cover on this first episode of our sports debate show. For those of you who did watch uh, the podcast that we did recently for the uh, the Redskins, the Hail to the Red Zone podcast, uh, this was actually a segment on there that we decided to turn into a show and not just discuss the Redskins, but everything in sports in general. So, And for our first topic, we have has to deal with the last dance the documentary that was on espn had 10 episodes you know of the 1998 chicago bulls uh, the 97 98 chicago bulls and everything leading up to that sixth championship and and their entire dynasty that they had and our first topic is should scotty pippen feel slighted by mj's portrayal of him in that documentary what do you think i'm out and i say that because scotty pippen is a player that won championships because of Michael Jordan and vice versa. So they fed off each other. And I feel like um, his portrayal of him, just he just wanted Scotty to be a better player. He didn't want Scotty to be as soft as Scotty was. Scotty with the migraines and things like that, you know, he came out in some big moments. Um, some people could even call it selfish, but they needed each other. So they just lifted up one another. So um, um, I'm out on that. I'm out on that too. You know, the, the, the biggest thing that was pretty interesting that some things that we didn't really realize because we were, you know, little kids back then was when Scottie Pippen took that long deal for $18 million that was through the eight, the 98 season. That was pretty surprising to me. I mean, I get the reason why he did was because he had the, the back history of his back, you know, tensing up and stuff. And he wanted to have that guaranteed money. But by the time, you know, 97 came around and, you know, he he wanted a big contract and the Bulls wouldn't wouldn't budge on that. He was kind of being selfish during that season, you know, holding out for the very beginning of the season and and you know Mike had the, the, the reasoning to say what he said, you know, I don't feel like he was out of bounds with it. So with that, I'm out on that as well. Yeah, I agree. I'm totally out. Um Scotty Pippen just needed motivation and Michael Jordan was his motivation. Mm-hmm. They definitely fed well off of each other. And, you know, going into our next topic, you know, we're going to switch gears to a different sport that's going to be starting back up here soon because of this whole pandemic mess. Do you think it was a good move that the NHL set a 24-team playoff format for this season? I'm definitely in. If you look at it, out of 31 teams, they have 24. After each round, the teams will be reseeding and will not be um, uh, bracketed. And each round, the highest main seed will play at the lowest um, on the home ice. And the Stanley Cup Finals will be determined by the number of points in the regular season. So games one, two, five, and seven will be on that um, home home ice. So I definitely think it's in. It's a good format. Uh, if you don't get in, that just means you underachieved when they work. 
I'm in on it too because, like you said, there's only 31 teams in, in the NHL. 24 of them are going to be in this playoff bracket. They had to do something to continue on with this season because of the way, you know, this pandemic shut everything down, you know, except for iRacing and NASCAR and professional wrestling with no fans and UFC with no fans to an extent. There really has been nothing on TV sports-wise. So it, it is good to see that the NHL did come up with some type of proposal to have have the majority of the league involved in the playoffs and it will be an interesting way to see how this you know, this pans out especially with the way you brought up how the seating will be I'm definitely in on this I like how they did it with this too yeah I'm like I said I'm in because the NHL is all exciting especially during playoff time mm-hmm. you know I brought up NASCAR in this uh in this uh past topic as well and you know do you think that NASCAR has been keeping sports alive throughout this pandemic of the coronavirus I'm going to say out on that. I think it's more of life support. If you really look at Sunday night, for example, uh, after the removing of the Confederate flag, after all the things that we saw, et cetera, uh, they were still beat now by 60 minutes. 60 minutes had 7.8 million view- viewers. NASCAR from the 7 o'clock slot to 10 o'clock only had about 2.48 million. And Celebrity Family Feud in that same time frame had about 5.25. So, I mean, it's a good story right now. And I think NASCAR is really coming up. But they're facing a lot of problems here coming in the future because of the fact that um, they're going to have some resistance from some of their fans. So I think I'm going to have to be out on that, but it's a partial 50%. I'm really close to going in, but I had to go out because, you know, if they really capture the heart of America, then their numbers would be so sky high. It would be ridiculous. So unfortunately, I have to say out. You know, I'm kind of 50-50 on this. You brought up some good points on that. But I'm kind of 50-50 on this because – with the whole eye racing that they had leading back to the point to where they were at the track, I don't know if it saved sports in general. That's why I'm 50-50 on the fence with it. But I think it saved NASCAR is what I will say, is, is how I will shift it. You have, say, to remember, you have to remember as well, though, at the end of it, it the, the driver screwed everything up by his words. So That know. too, at the, at the end of the eye racing part. But that didn't hurt NASCAR. That just hurt the driver. Because, you know, what he said was that what he said was ignorant and it shouldn't have been said. You know, that's just it goes to show how of a person he is on the inside. So, I'll so that, give you that. yeah, you know, that that goes to show what kind of person he is on the inside. That isn't that didn't necessarily hurt NASCAR. If anything, with the riots and the protests and the removal of the flag and everything. And then what what that guy said, maybe that kind of helped motivate NASCAR and the riots and everything to remove the flag from the sport. And then, you know, this past weekend, you know, you see people like Alvin Kamara and, and, you know, other sports fans who didn't necessarily care for NASCAR actually come and give support for the sport because of certain moves like that. Uh, You know, we could definitely go in, in, in different windy turns with that topic. But when we get back to the original question of, do we think NASCAR saved sports throughout the pandemic? I don't think it did. I'm out on that. However, I think that in, in another way, I think that the iRacing helped save NASCAR because if we would have gone this entire time without seeing that on TV, without having the iRacing taking up those time blocks on TV that originally would have had NASCAR races, I think that that would, that could have potentially hurt the sport altogether. So definitely, definitely. I, I'll go ahead and do that. I'm 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 out on that though. Shifting into the next topic, you know, we we brought them up before, and 
you know, my guy over here to my left is a, is a closet Cowboys fan. So let's talk about this next topic over here. Do you think that Dak Prescott signs a long-term deal or just gets re-signed in general before the July 15th deadline for the 2020 season? I'm in on that. I think that he'll get between 140 and 150 million dollars, and I believe that um, he'll get about a hundred million dollars guaranteed. He's needed for the Dallas Cowboys to sign. Um, I believe that he'll have a pretty decent year, but I believe that they will rely on Ezekiel Elliott more this year as they try to get that balance, and they'll rely on him more in the money time, which is the playoffs that they make. Okay, I mean that's fair. I mean, in my take. I don't think they're going to get this deal done. I mean, they, they have about a month left. I mean, what, you know, they have right around a month left to get this deal done. Could it, could it get done? Yes. There's a lot of potential for it. However, um, I just don't think that it's going to get done because they're so far apart in where each other sees, you know, the contract where it should be. Dak wants more money. He wants like what, close to $40 million a year, which is insane. He doesn't deserve that quite yet. Now, granted, I feel like this team should have gone a lot further over the past few years with the type of caliber team that they have. However, the coaching, we could blame it on that because they just had very bad coaching, very bad calls on third down that hurt this team from getting to the next level, at least to the NFC Championship game is where I saw them going last year, and it didn't work. Now they bring in Mike McCarthy. Uh, they've got other weapons around him. They also brought in the, the big-touted wide receiver, C.D. Lamb, you know, in the, in the past draft, you know, this year. So I think that I'm out on this. I don't think that he's going to get signed. I think what's going to happen is he's franchise tag for the season. McCarthy wants to see what Dak can do with the team and the system that McCarthy brings into here. And if it works out great, then they'll sign him next year. If it doesn't, you know, because I just don't feel like he deserves that kind of money yet. And I think that, you know, McCarthy's in Jerry Jones's ear telling him this at the same time too that he doesn't deserve this kind of money. So I don't I I, I don't I don't know about that. I mean he's uh, Mike McCarthy's a pretty daggone coach, and I mean he's he's he should have won more Super Bowls. I mean we could have we, we can go with the woulda should have game, but I mean the Cowboys town last year was a little bit overrated in my book. If they didn't have a Dak Prescott, especially when you have the Zero Elliott who held out, it'd been a three or four win team. So. I can't go that far, but um, but I'm like I said, I'm definitely I'm definitely in on the topic where I think that he'll get contract done. I think there's been a lot of behind the scenes type of things going on, especially with the coronavirus. I mean, you really can't really get too much done in the off season. So I think that um, I think that they'll do the smart thing and sign him. If they don't, he moves on. Oh well, it won't hurt anybody. Um, you know, they're building up a young team, so and he'll go get paid somewhere else. Somebody else would be intelligent enough to give him the deal. So. And now to, now to round this uh, first episode out with our final topic, you know, the MLB has been, you know, back and forth on when they're going to start their season back up. There's been a lot of talks about possibly being around the 4th of July. Uh, nothing's set in stone yet. But when, the do MLB, when they do come back, the players could potentially be playing for 30% of their actual salaries this year because there's no fans. There's nobody paying tickets. I mean, there's nobody – coming in to watch these games yet as of when they start back up. So the players could potentially take 30% of their actual signed on salaries for this year. And there's a lot of players refusing to do that. So the question for this one is, will the MLB players who are refusing to take the 30% of their salary for this year, will it hurt the game? 
it won't hurt the game. I'm out on this topic. I don't even want to talk about the players in this situation. I'm going to talk about the owners. I'm going to talk about Rob Manfred. Rob Manfred came out and like saying that the whole season could be canceled. He was talking about how, you know, this is on the players. Well, not every MLB player gets paid that much money. I mean, you have a player who make 500000 but then if you don't get 30% of that, that's, that's nothing. And see, we can talk about essential workers. I'm an essential worker. But you, we can talk about this all we want to. But however, you know, there's not a demand for what I do. Everybody wants sports. There's a huge demand for sports. And I'm not going to tell another man how to, or woman, how to handle their money. Because money can be lost just like that. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to give this I'm just going to give this to you. And I'm like I said, I'm out on this topic, but I'm just going to give this to you. In 2018, the MLB signed with multiple TV networks a $5.1 billion deal over 10 years. That's $510 million a year. And they also just signed a billion-dollar um, contract with Turner Sports. The owners are crying they don't have money. The owners are crying that they don't have this and have they don't have that. Just say you don't want to pay the players. We understand that. Don't make your players out to be the villains in such a great sport as baseball. So I'm turning this around and putting this on the owners. I am out. I'm out on the players, but I'm in on the hurting on the owners and Rob Manfred, who should lose his job if he keeps performing the way he's performing. I'm in on the owners, but I'm out on the players. Okay. I, I'll, I'll agree with a lot of what you just said. I, I'm out on this too because, I mean, we've seen it before and they, they've, they've threatened it before with other strikes, shortened seasons. I mean, this isn't a strike. This is a pandemic. But they, they could potentially, if there's players who are refusing to play for the 30% of their contract, call up people from the minor leagues to fill those spots so that way we have games on TV. So that way the MLB is on TV. With this current pandemic, and we've seen it with other states reopening back up, our state in general too in Virginia, you know, the, the cases of coronavirus are going back up as they're reopening a lot of things. So this is something that they have to take very lightly. Now with baseball being a very outdoor game most of the stadiums being open you know you're in the open air it's not as bad as if you're in like a dome like in football and you're at full capacity and it's a packed game okay you know you can you can set social distancing distancing social social distancing guidelines people sitting apart you know in your little groups but also people sitting apart you can, there's a lot of different things you can do with that but i do agree with you on this could potentially hurt the owners because you know, you're mismanaging billion-dollar franchises where, you know, the fans pay a lot for their tickets, and they pay a good, good portion of what the revenue is in for these teams. When you when you exclude merchandising and concessions and marketing and TV deals, all these different things, the fans make up a very good portion of that. So if there's no money coming in from the fans – you can't afford to pay Johnny, whoever it is, $30 million this year to play if you don't have that revenue coming in. So I am and, again and, out on this. And, and, and again, let's be very clear about this. People like the Bryce Harpers, this won't hurt them. But then the lower guys, you have lower guys who are just coming in who were projected free agents who were hurt by the pandemic. They're going to be hurt very badly. And that's what I'm saying. We start. We got to stop putting – our money with these guys' money because there are different levels to everything. If you work a nine-to-five, you know what type of bills you have. If you're a professional athlete, you're taking care of not only yourself, you're paying lawyers, you're paying this person, you got to take care of this person, that person, everybody's got their hand out. So you have no idea how much money these guys are really having to show up, what bills they really have. 
because everybody's coming for the pot. So for the higher end guys, yes, they're good. They got money. They got, like I said, the Bryce Harpers, et cetera. But your lower tier guys, that's the guys that don't want to take that cut. So just want everybody to keep that in mind. There you have it, guys. That concludes episode one of the In or Out Sports Debate Show. For Rob Johnson, I'm Drew Willingham. Stay tuned to the outro where you can see our own social media plugs and where to find us, um, where you can find Legacy Maker Sports on all of our platforms. Stay tuned to the outro video and stay tuned as every Wednesday at 7 o'clock you can find us here on the Legacy Maker Sports Network for the In and Out Sports Debate. Again, for Rob Johnson to my left, I'm Drew Willingham. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Legacy Maker, the All Sports Network. Legacy Maker, the All Sports Network. Brought to you in part by dwillymedia.com.